Hello and welcome to another episode of Parsha Lab, Aleph Beta's number one podcast. It is the top of the Aleph Beta podcast charts. I am your co-host, Imu Shalev. I am Rabbi David Foreman, your other co-host. And today we are going to be talking to you about Parsha Yitro. Guys, you should count yourself really lucky. You're listening to our really good podcast. It's we true. We enforce the other ones on you. Rabbi Foreman, Yitro is one of those obscure parshiot, right? Where there's not much, not much going on. There isn't. There's like the Ten Commandments, and there's like, you know, nothing's happening in this parshna, and, and and it feels like you really have to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find something to talk about here. So, what will we talk about, Rabbi Foreman? I have a question that sort of always puzzled me. One of the things that you find throughout the Torah is you find the appearance of birds. Sometimes they appear within the context of laws, and sometimes they appear within the context of metaphors. And they sometimes show up in the strangest of places. I'm wondering if if there's any sort of overarching master theory of birds going on in the Torah. And maybe that there's completely not, and it, we might just be crazy. But is it possible that there is some sort of theme running through birds in the Torah. And, and for just a minute or two, I want to kind of play a game with you, which is let's see if we can sort of mention all the examples of birds that we remember throughout the Torah. Let's maybe kind of play tag team over here. Start with you. Give me some birds in the Torah. Go. Birds in the Torah. Um, creation of birds. Chapter one, day four. All right. So you got right at the beginning of creation. We have the appearance of birds. Birds get created. All right. Next birds in chronological order. Birds of Noah. Noah sends out these birds. He sends out a raven. He sends out a black bird. He also sends out a white bird, a yona. And by the way, thinking about creation, Emu, back in creation, one of the first things God creates is light and darkness. And we've got a light and dark bird as the world comes to a uh, kind of sunset and uh, the world is recreated. Oh, and, after and the, the Ruach Elohim is Mirachef. That's right. Look at that. Al Pneamayim, right? God, God himself is kind of bird-esque hovering over the, the deep. That is kind of interesting. If you think about the very beginning of, of Genesis, you have a wind of God hovering over the waters or literally fluttering over the waters, Mirachef. It almost seems as if a phantom image of God as a bird. Of course, later on, and that brings us to another example of birds, Emu, where in the Torah do we have a bird being explicitly described as mirachef, as fluttering? I think it's like, I, I, coming to mind, al-gozalav yirachef, this hazinu or something? Exactly, in hazinu, kanesher ya'ir kino, like an eagle uh, waking up his nest, al-gozalav yirachef, upon his young gozalim, upon his young little birds, he is he is fluttering, he's taking care of them, and the imagery seems to be God taking care of us, and there you have God being confirmed. I didn't even realize that, that's actually very cool, so you have al-gozalav yirachef, so it's the godlike bird that is hovering that mirrors the beginning of the book where the wind of God is Exactly. Hovering. But now think about Al-Gozalav Yirachef, um, that you have the, the, the eagle sort of hovering over its gozals. And now I don't know what gozals is, but it seems to be, is it a young eaglet? Is it another kind of bird? I'm not sure. But if you think about a gozal, that type of bird, where in the Torah do we meet that kind of bird, a gozal? Gozal, Gozal, Gozal. I'm assuming, is there a Gozal in the Bris Ben Habasar? absolutely is. Genesis chapter 15, the Gozal. And could it be that in the very end of Deuteronomy, when it says that God is like an eagle hovering over his Gozals, it's referring to the which Gozals, the one in chapter 15, which is the birds that survive 
the splitting of corpses in the Brit Ben Abtarim. That's that moment where Abraham splits all these corpses and there's a bird that flies free. And maybe that bird is us. Maybe that's the bird that the eagle treasures and, and keeps safe. It's the gozel. And it's the gozel that shows up. One second. That, that, ima- that imagery is really powerful. I never really thought of Bris Ben Abbasarim that way. So, so remind me what happened there. You had, you had three different kinds of animals. You had goat, you had cow, and you had what else? Goat, cow, and ram. And all of those animals get split up. Right. And there's these corpses and there's blood all over the place. And it's this prophetic nightmare. And God talks about slavery in Egypt. And then at the very end, there's this moment of like there are birds, these birds. Right. God says there are these birds. Don't touch the birds. There's a a turtle dove and there's a gozel, this little bird. And the birds fly free. And it's like God is saying, you know, there's going to be the slavery and suffering. But I'm the master bird. I'm the one who's Merachef. I was the one who's Merachef at the beginning of the Torah, in the very first, second verse of the Torah. I'm the one who's Merachef at the end. I'm the Nesher. And of course, where does God as Nesher, as eagle, show up? Not just in Deuteronomy, but where else do we have God as the great eagle in the sky? I know that one. That's in our part. Welcome to Parshat Yitro. You knew there was a reason we were talking about <laughs> Parshat Yitro. That's why God comes here as eagle, taking care of his gozel. He is the one who brought us on eagle's wings. All of these birds seem connected. That's really interesting. The other question, which I don't know the answer to, is what does gozel mean? Does gozel just mean generic young bird? It doesn't seem to mean eaglet. Is it a different species of bird, like a tor? A tor is a turtle dove. Is a gozel a different species of bird? Because if it is, then the gozel and the tor are specifically not eagles, which I think is also Mm. fascinating, because if you're an eagle, what would you take care of? Your you would eaglets, take care of eaglets. You, so here's the You wouldn't take thing. care of any other birds. Exactly. So God is different than birds that way. You see, a bird is normally parochial. It would only take care of its children. But God has a nest, and he's the great eagle in the sky. But what are the cute little birds in the nest? Other little orphan birds from different species. A Torah and a gozel. Al gozalav yirachef. The eagle has adopted another bird another species of bird that was being beaten up, that was being destroyed, and brought it into its nest, Kanesher Yair Kino. And the Nesher in Deuteronomy, the eagle, takes care of the little birds in its nest. Al Gozalav, this other kind of bird, a Gozal Yirachef. So there's this Torah and this Gozal, which are very different than eagles, but God's going to take care of them anyway. And we are different than God, right? God is transcendent. You can't touch him. You can't feel him. Very different than human beings. But that difference doesn't mean that he doesn't care about us, right? Despite the fact that we are flesh and blood creatures, that we are not biologically his, right? God still cares about us and is there for us the way an eagle would adopt another little bird and take care of it. I think what's interesting about the connections you're making, especially in the Brisbane Habasarim and in our Parsha and in Ha'azinu, is that all three of those scenarios are dealing with Israel uh, and exile and and God as savior, right? So, uh, so Brisbane Abbasarim is talking about God's promise to Abraham that his children are going to be a stranger in a strange land. Uh, and, and somehow, you know, what you're suggesting is the symbolism of the bird is that they're going to, despite terrible pain, despite terrible suffering, the bird is some sort of symbol of deliverance. Um, and, and here in our Parsha, God is saying, 
by Saitremal Kanfeina Sharim, literally talking about right his delivering them from Egypt, of how he takes them out on wings of an eagle. And at the end in Ha'azinu, God is talking about his protection of the people of Israel and how uh, he hovers over them and protects them. Um, right? Is it talking about their stay in the in the desert? Is is that what it what it is doing in Ha'azinu? It's not clear. It sounds like we're talking about God taking us out of Egypt and bringing us back. And yes, God God taking care of us in the desert. The desert there is being analogized to the wastelands of pre-creation, right? Just like in pre-creation, there was a wind of God hovering over the chaos. So the chaos now is Ubatohu Yolel Yishimon, in the howling wasteland of the desert. God was there and taking care of us. Go ahead. Well, no, so, so what's interesting here is it, it's not just that there are some arbitrary birds in the Torah and are they connected? It's that these these three, at least, these three mentions of birds are all about deliverance, right? And, and maybe and maybe Yonah um, with Noah has also something to do with that. With um, you know, the world had been totally wiped out, and and the the way uh, humanity is ushered back into its deliverance from chaos is is through a bird. Um, but it, it really does seem that the the birds the birds are related to to deliverance. It's a fascinating notion. If you would then extend that idea into Noah. Right? Would that give you an understanding of what those birds were doing back at Noah? In other words, could it be that when Noah was releasing those birds into the world, they were precursors of the salvation of humanity? Right, This little boat with people who were going to be saved from destruction was about to disembark. But before that, birds had to somehow be the vanguard of that deliverance. And we, you know, we look at that. We think about that bird coming back with the olive olive branch, which becomes such an important symbol for us of of peace and and of deliverance. Right, that goes back to that bird uh, with Noah. So there is something I think comforting about the notion of birds. And you know, when we wake up in the morning, we hear those birds tweeting. Right, there's something that is. Um, rejuvenating just about the the presence of birds in your life. And I think maybe God's tapping into that by saying that, you know, I'm the great bird in the sky um, and I take care of you. That's a really powerful and resonant uh, metaphor, especially in this week's Parsha, where you have God kind of introducing himself to the people. And the way he chooses to to introduce himself is through this metaphor, is that I'm the God who took you out of Egypt, I brought you out on eagle's wings. And I don't think he's saying that to be fancy, right? It's like, oh, I brought you out. No, I actually schlepped you on a camel. Like, no, I, I brought you out on eagle's wings, exactly in line with how, how you're describing this metaphor, which is, I think about our experience. We live, we live in two dimensions to some extent, right? We walk on the surface of the earth and a bird doesn't do that. A bird gets to move in the third dimension. It, it flies above us and it can pluck you out of your existence, right? It can pluck you out of the harmful circumstance that you're in and you can't get out of. And so while you can only walk forward and backward, here comes this bird who lifts you up out of something. And to begin a relationship with God, understanding that metaphor, understanding that you may be in narrow straits, right? Mitzrayim, literally meaning Mitzrayim in narrow straits, uh, boundaries, and God will lift you up out of there and take you out of that. That's a uh, a really incredible way to begin a relationship. It is a beautiful way of thinking about it, especially if you think about God as transcendent. You know, transcendent is a very fancy word, but if you would sort of make it more tangible, the closest thing we have to a being that's transcendent in our world is a bird. 
For all of humanity, humanity, we've been mystified as humans by flight. We've always wanted to fly. Leonardo da Vinci with his flying machines. There's something about the bird being able to take flight, which is a symbol of freedom and deliverance. And it's like if you could fly in a dream, that vivid image of being able to fly is one of the most powerful images of of really being free. And God seems to know that about us, to sort of latch onto that image and say, if you want to have some understanding of who I am, this being that's so different than you, that can't touch you, that, can't, that you can't touch, you can't feel, think of me as a bird. Think of me that's somewhere, someone that lives and that can fly in ways that you can only dream of. Think of me as, and, and yet, despite the fact that I'm so different than you, that I can fly, I take care of you despite that difference. And I'm an eagle that don't, doesn't just care about eaglets. I care about Torahs and Gozals also. And you're the Torah and the Gozal, and you can come into my nest. Rabbi Foreman, I am flying high with the height <laughs> of this Torah learning. Yeah, I am flying high too, Emu. This is, uh, it, it's, it, it's heady stuff. Uh, it's, it's airy stuff, perhaps, but it's heady stuff, too. So uh, I am Rabbi David Foreman. And I am Imu Shalev. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Partial Lab. We're going to have more amazing Partial Lab for you next week. But if you're still craving some more incredible material on Parsha Yitro, thankfully at Aleph Beta, we've been known to do one or two video courses on this week's Parsha. One of my favorites is actually our Shavuos material from two years ago, connecting this uh, incredible episode at Sinai with Yovel and really some amazing material there discussing the implications uh, in social justice of the great event that disrupts the world order of God revealing himself to the people. You really should check it out. It's incredible. You can check it out at alephbeta.org or we're, we're going to put a link in the show notes. Also, another amazing uh, piece of content that is seriously, I think, one of our number one courses at Aleph Beta is our piece on the Ten Commandments. Rabbi Foreman does a magical job um, exploring the hidden structure of the Ten Commandments. You have to check it out. You will not be sorry.